What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 8th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host. How you doing, Greg? I'm great. Yeah. My voice would tell you otherwise, yeah, but I'm would, great. I, here's the thing. Everybody, of course, thank you for coming out and supporting Kind of Funny at RTX 2019. We had a ball in Austin. I'm wearing a cool Rooster Teeth sweatshirt that I got there. I like it. It's from the Coop. It's got a cool, cool design on the back. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Uh, however, that fucking industry party, mm-hmm. every Saturday night, too hot, too loud. Too so hot. I'm there screaming. Too loud. It's too hot. Too hot. So yeah. I'm there screaming at Jessica Negri. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Ah! Just going like, ah, you know, and then the voice gets all like this. Yeah. It's, all, it's all haggard. Yeah. Plus, I guess I screamed on the Michael that, panel. That noise, a lot. I'm gonna tell the story very quickly. Screamed um, on the kind of funny panel a lot, I guess. Too. Yeah, yeah. You're a little, you're screaming. Screamed in the streets, actually. Uh, Gia Harris has a huge problem, as you know, with hiccups. Shoes. Oh, yeah, sure. So, I uh, thought we were gonna say with uh, hot Cheetos. A lot of things. Many, 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 she has many problems. Too many problems. With Bachelorette. I'm gonna uh, say about Tim. She has a problem with hiccups, sure. where she can't deal with them well. She gets alone on Hiccup Island. It's a problem. Yeah. This is now the second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep the record going and switch it back to switch when you there can. There we go. Um, she she for the second time in her life has caused herself to throw up from what? hiccuping. She caused herself to throw. She up from does hiccuping. this thing where she she starts hiccuping and then she's like, "Tim, help me!" <laughs> like, what knows, does she want you to do, by the way? I, who the fuck knows? And I'm like, just chill. It's okay. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be. and as I'm doing that, she starts going. I kid you not. Eh, eh. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, stop, stop doing this. I see her. I'm like, you're going to throw up. And then she just starts throwing up. Where were you? She made it to the bathroom, the hotel. Oh, you're in the hotel. Okay. Yeah. But I'm like, you have a fucking problem. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Just don't do that. She's like a fucking little little baby dinosaur. What did she think that was going to do? I don't know. Well, she, I, I've she, seen her on Hiccup Island once coming out of, when we were at the meet and greet or the world tour stop up in Vancouver. And so when we got up there and she was on Hiccup Island, I'd heard the stories before where the the the, the story that Joey was around for, at least the, the story of mm-hmm. I'm on Hiccup Island and no one's helping. Like, I feel like hiccups aren't cause for that much of a panic, let alone the fact that I understand nobody can help you unless they scare you, which I'm always down to do to people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't work and they just get scared. I don't know. She just I guess the throw up mechanic works. Huh? Uh, did she stop hiccuping after she did. vomiting well, all over? I think a lot of it was just because I was horrified, and maybe I got scared. Me being scared you're, stopped her hiccups. You okay? Or or you're, you being scared made her throw up? Well, I was scared of her throwing up. Sure. Wow. But Here you know, it's kind of like when you going. smell puke and then you puke. Jesus, it's kind of no, that kind of thing. Not like that. Think about smelling puke right now. Like or this. when you don't have your bowl and you're a little Greg Miller. Thank you, Kevin. Dynamite throwback <laughs> reference. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about throw up today. We're talking about the Batman collection and what the hell that's all about. Nintendo saying their online's great. And then the curious case <laughs> of Pez on PlayStation Plus, because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every week on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can leave your questions, comments, concerns, and everything else under the video game site. Then tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. 
housekeeping for you today. Uh, Critical Role's Brian W. Foster is in the house, and he's going to be on. We have cool friends today. You can catch it, of course, live after this on Twitch. But if you aren't watching live, catch it on YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyRoosterTeeth.com. Podcast services almost entirely around the world. It's on iTunes. It's on the other podcast services. Spotify is dragging their heels. Spotify are uh, causing the problems, but we are poking them bears every left and rights that we can, Greg, and we're going to get them there eventually. Left and rights. All right. Yeah. Uh, remember, it's a brand new show for us. Uh, we have cool friends. All we do is interview our cool friends and talk to them. Uh, we'd like you to support us, so subscribe wherever you can. The show needs some, some help right now. It needs a better liftoff point, a better foundation. So please, on iTunes, on YouTube, whatever it is, give us a view, give us a download, give us the five-star ratings, thumbs up, all that stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Hymns, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. What you eating? Hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos at 10.10 10 10, in the morning. 10, 10, 10 uh, five morning. items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen! Now that clearly is not a hot Cheeto in your hand there. What is that? What? 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 Oh, really? Oh, it's the... It's, I'm sorry. It's your Band-Aid. Your yeah. Band-Aid made it look like you had something like toffee. My apologies. <laughs> Should I keep you honest over there? Because that would have had a weird combination, but I could also see Kevin Coelho eating hot Cheetos toffee. and toffee. Hot Cheetos and toffee. Number hot one, Cheetos let's talk toffee. about this Batman Arkham collection. This is Matt Perslow over at IGN. A listing for Batman Arkham Collection was posted on Amazon UK, announcing the re-release ahead of any official reveal from Warner Brothers or developer Rocksteady. However, Rocksteady's marketing game manager, Gaz Deves, confirmed the Arkham Collection on Twitter. Quick info for... This is uh, Gaz on Twitter. Quick info for players who have been asking. Batman Arkham Collection is coming to Europe in September and includes the E2DK, that's Earth 2 Dark Knight skin. It's the first time it's available outside of North America. Early next year, E2DK will be released as a free download for everyone who owns Batman Arkham Knight on PS4 worldwide. Back to the IG, or this IGN story, I guess, continuing. His tweet notes that the Arkham Collection is coming to Europe this September and offers no word on if it will also be available in other territories. Importantly, for European Batman fans, the collection includes the Earth 2 Dark Knight skin for Batman Arkham Knight, which is currently only available to players in North America. The skin will be available as a free download for everyone worldwide who owns the original version of Batman Arkham Knight early next year, too. The Batman Arkham Knight Collection contains the remastered versions of Batman Arkham Asylum and Batman Arkham City, which were previously released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One as the return to Arkham Collection, as well as Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, this is listed as a September 6th release date on the Amazon UK thing. The collection does not include Batman Arkham VR nor Batman Arkham Origins, the prequel game developed by Warner Brothers Montreal, which is criminally underrated, and you should all play it. Uh, while the game has its many fans, it seems to be consistently left out of the Arkham conversation. It was not remastered for the return to Arkham re-release, and thus remains the only game in the series that has not been upgraded for the current generation of consoles. Jeremy writes in to patreon.com slash games. Real quick, so, sorry, I just saw Kevin, I believe, drink cereal milk out of his bowl. You're, 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 you drank the Cheetos crumbs out of the bowl. Is that what happened? Yeah, I just... That may, okay, because again, I wouldn't put Kevin Coelho, one hand hot Cheetos, the other hand cinnamon toast crunch bowl cereal. Anyways, Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jeremy writes in and says, what's up, guys? I'll be short and sweet. What the hell is up with the leaked Arkham collection? Why is this a thing? Thanks for the content. 
Tim, I will say it's bizarre. No one cares about your opinion. Instead, we went to the Bat Boy expert, wow. one sad boy, Barrett, who mm-hmm. is at home with a tum-tum make, but yeah, wrote it on Slack, yeah, fired up with this. Why is this news or making the rounds or whatever? This $60 collection has been out, and all the announcement is is that it's now coming to a new territory. Oh, and there's a new skin now, I guess. With the amount of skins already in the game, th- thought that one already was in it, but whatever. This collection was dumb when it first came out, and it's dumb now. No new features are added, and you can buy Arkham Knight and return to Arkham separately on PSN for a total of $40. $20 cheaper of whatever this is. Again, I'm confused why this is headline news. It's nothing. It's hogwash. Announce your next fucking game already. Sad Boy Barrett. I mean, I will say, like, this hasn't been released before with these three games together. So I get it. Sure. I get it. Sure. It should also include Origins. I really think Return of Arkham did come to the UK, though, right? Return, Return to of Arkham did. Arkham, yes. UK. Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. Don't, get on, don't get on my case about it. Yeah, but, it's up there. You're right. But now and now it has night as well. Good. Oh, no, I understand what the... I understand. I'm just making sure that Barrett, you know, sometimes Barrett, sad boy, tum tum ache, he's Googling hats. He's not actually looking into the actual stuff. There. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with Batman, though. Lay it on me. You can, you can re-release it as many times as you want. Put a new cover on the, on the game. People are going to want to buy it. Yeah. Uh, whether it's people that have already bought it before... I don't think it's so much them. They, they're already in the know of the Barretts of the world, right? Yeah. It's the people, it's the, not even the moms and dads, it's the young teenagers, it's the older brothers and sisters kids. that are walking into these stores and they see a new a Batman game, like, I don't recognize that. They're going to want to buy it, you know? Like, not everyone has played these games. There's sure. a, a ton of people that haven't. Sure. So I think that the more you re-release this, they're just printing money. So of they know what they're doing here. Is this collection going to make its way to America? You bet your bottom damn dollar it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tim's saying bet, bet your bottom dollar, everybody. Mm-hmm. That's, that means you can do it. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I, whatever. I, is, this is nothing new in video games of how many times can we repackage the exact same thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, sure, it would be cheaper to go, and not to mention with sales and stuff, maybe even way cheaper than Barrett's math here and go get Return to Arkham and then also get uh, Arkham Knight on its own. But there is something, yeah, like you're saying of I'm buying a PlayStation 4 and there's the thing right there that you want to buy and put on it or Xbox One. You're buying these things and want to put them out there right away and get them that way. Yeah. A weird one. Glad the Earth 2 Dark Knight skin's getting where it needs to be for Exactly. Everybody. Such a weird thing to advertise on the box, but cool. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, it, that does feel very like six years ago yeah. of like, and with the skins, it's like, I it, feel like skins aren't that hot anymore, you know? Yeah. The DLC skins, at least. It's also an interesting question of why they're not going the entire enchilada here so i think the reason is i was trying to do a little looking into this like origins has never been on this gen at all yeah that would require a lot more work sure than these games that already have had the damage done right yeah this is kind of just compiling some code together slapping some new graphic design on it hoping you don't use watermarked images from ign calling it a day yeah you know what I mean? Okami, never yeah. forget i remember that um but i feel like origins they, they must be looking at it. like it's just simply not worth it yeah, I guess. I, uh, for Especially because who's in charge of this? Exactly. Now, that's the bigger thing, right? Is Does Rock City... It, I, I feel like... Stick with me, right? Rock City's full of lovely people. They've all been amazing to me. I don't know. But I'm sure they consider their Arkham trilogy these three games, and they don't want to get Origins in the mix and have to explain that that's not their game and it wasn't up to their caliber and yada, yada, yada. So the question does become, in the WB uh, side of this agreement, is Rock City akin to Naughty Dog, where I really do feel like no, if Sony was like, hey, we want to do this, Naughty Dog, Neil Druckmann could from his iron throne be like, no. You know what I mean? We're not putting in Golden Abyss into mm. this collection. We don't mm. want you to rematch that and put it into the Uncharted, you know, spined version of the Uncharted collection that would have everything on it. I would say, yeah, probably. And so I think here it's the same thing of, yeah, probably. They talk to Batman himself. 
Like, like, I nope. mean, I guess Kevin Conroy. They just called him. Out I do feel it'd be very, very interesting if they were to sit there and go, hey, we want to re-release all this stuff and we want it to be literally the ultimate Batman collection. So it was... Uh, Arkham Origins, it was Arkham VR. And even, I know that sucks, so like, you're going to get there and be like, it's VR required. Well, for PlayStation, that's a great reason to get you to buy it. Maybe it's even just a download code, PlayStation's including, that you get mm. to go through and do it. I think it'd be interesting, again, like, with the Blackgate stuff they had done, again, on Portable. I know I'm saying things that require more work, you know what I mean? Taking a Vita game, getting it to run. I mean, I think uh, even then, though, the biggest thing, like, with everything you're talking about, it's like, I feel like there it hits a point where it's like, uh, proverbial, who cares? Right, it's like who cares to play Blackgate, and well, then who cares to play VR? Okay, who cares VR? Who cares to play Origins? Sure. It's like at some point there's like a a certain amount of people that it's like, all right, it's just not worth the time. I hear to you. even make the money back that they're going to. I hear you, but I think that edition would stand on its own two feet better than this edition. I think that edition would have a better chance at getting Sadboy Barrett to buy it because I do think it would be, oh man, I, I never did play Blackgate. I do want to jump in and see what that was about. This is my chance to do it for the first time. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a 3DS. But the, the percentage of people, the yeah. Barretts that I'm would hearing, buy it, I'm, I'm just like doing the business math here. It's like this, what was announced today is going to easily, not only I think make more money, it's also going to not cost as much to make. 100%. So it's kind of like, eh. Taking the Why do you want to have the yeah, yeah. You know? uh, Spencer, and you're wrong, says Greg Voice, if possible. Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate on Vita is criminally not only underrated, but also never included in the Arkham Dame discussion. Fix this now, internet. Real talk, this Metroidvania is criminally shown almost no love, and I checked out recently for an upcoming Vita book, including one Greg Miller, shameless plug. Oh, Spencer's the one working on that Vita book I did interview for. Um... Yeah, no, Blackgate was fun. I didn't think it was great. Sorry, I don't think it's criminally underrated. I played it a, co- a couple times on flights, and I was like, nah, you know what? I don't even need to get to your suicide squad. I was studying you at Comic-Con many years ago. Oh, my God. You played this for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because remember, I didn't like it. Oh, I, re- no, I, I remember I put that. Up, and I put up an IGN preview, yeah. and be like, I don't like it, and that caused a stir of, like, oh, I yeah. forget PR people or somebody I, hitting I, up I, IGN. I, you looked over me. You're like, Tim, I don't like this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hold on, now, hold on. Oh, hold on. Barrett? Barrett is writing apparently. Hold on. Barrett, I don't believe this is really you. You're still watching. You need to call me. You can does, call me, does Barrett. Does the picture have a small tongue? Well, it's not a picture. You know what I mean? For you're wrong, you can call yourself anything. I just don't want to be this. Uh, oh, hold on. He says, I'm, I'm, you're wronging it since you won't read my slacks. Hold on. We're opening up his slacks. Well, no. <laughs> that d- now you're very uh, legit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm going down to this, and there is no slack. for. Oh, no. Okay. He, Barrett does say, I retract the pricing complaint. The collection gives you all the DLC as well, which the season pass for night is also $20. So even though this collection breaks even, it's still dumb and pointless. <laughs> this has been out before. It came out in the U.S. last year. Thank you, Barrett. Sorry. Well, not sorry. It's you know I'm doing a show here. Tummy Lovato. You want to come out? You want to come in hot with your tummy ache complaints over there? Tummy ache. You complaints. gotta have them. You gotta have them right. Have you have it right? Number two, Borderlands Three is gonna have an Apex like ping system. This is Hunter Wolf over at VG twenty four seven with a bunch of other accessibility things Borderlands is including. Borderlands Three developer Gearbox has detailed the ways it's making co op more accessible in its upcoming loot shooter during a Guardian Con panel, including an Apex Legend style ping system. The ping system allows players to mark enemies, NPCs, loot chests, and random map locations, meaning if you end up playing with random players online, you don't need to commit to chat if you want to communicate with them. Another accessibility feature in Borderlands 3 includes the Xbox adaptive controller support, remappable controls, and subtitles and closed captioning options. There's also a system called level syncing, which allows you to play with anyone whether or not you're the same level as them. 
Fantastic. Exactly. All fantastic. When they stuff. announced, when, this is the thing. When Apex dropped and everybody was in love with this ping system, it was that. Oh man, what a great idea! Why doesn't everybody? Do Everyone this? should just adopt it. It, it should it. just become a, a thing in the same way that aim down sights like was a revolution back in the day, and now it's just that's just how those games are played, right? Yeah. This system works. We should use it more in any game that can even at all benefit from it. More importantly, though, is I think all the um, adaptive stuff. Like the controller, that's great, but I just feel the remappable controls, subtitles, closed captioning, all that stuff, there needs to be some meeting. I don't know who needs to do it, but there needs to be some standard meeting. Bobby Kodak. Like maybe even like some ESRB shit where it's just like, hey, like you need to have these features to be able to. Subtitles, I feel everybody has, right? What's up? I can't, subtitles, everybody has. Cool. But I mean, like, it should be a guarantee. It should be like something that, like, your game can't go gold unless this is a, a, a thing that you have. Sure. Like, and that's coming from me very angry about Crash Team Racing not having remappable controls, but why doesn't it? It just simply doesn't make sense. I don't know why. I feel very similarly. Uh, we've talked, obviously, a lot with Steve Saylor. We talk to Able Gamers a lot, all these different things, that the waves those people are making for accessibility are going to benefit you in the long run of that as well. Yeah. Whereas in the same way, I never thought, because I'm stupid, I never thought really about subtitles being for deaf people who want to play people, mm-hmm. play video games, right? Like, it was just like, oh, it's there if you need to see it or in cutscene or blah, 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 blah. I think it's the same way here where as where, where we are in the industry at 2019 and trying to make gaming literally for everyone and the fact that there are easy moves like this and the fact that Ubisoft is bringing people to the studio for accessibility panels of like what can we do better for PlayStation people? as well yeah well, exactly I forget a PSX when they and everything uh, everything Phil that. Spencer and Xbox is doing too right of course I think you're at that tipping point where it will be more and more and more until it's just not even a thing where you can't yeah. why can't you map controls why can't you do this because it's I not about i hate where the a button is it's about maybe my hand doesn't work that way i can't move exactly it. and i mean even for me it's like you know just being a, a little diva aside like i i feel like my enjoyment of a lot of games can be hindered by just not liking where certain things are right yeah and it's just like if i didn't have the option to like it or not it was just like this these are the only things i can do it's like that would really suck if i can't play games that i love you know, earlier I was saying ESRB being like the people that they might kind of have to enforce this. And I feel like that even wouldn't be enough because like that's just for a rating. They'd have maybe like get like a approved approved thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and I don't think that, that would really, you know, move the needle publishers and developers like give a shit. But like who who would be the group that like has to do that? Would it have to be top down? PlayStation, Nintendo, and Xbox separately. They would have to. I think they would have to do it as part of the. If, if you want your game published on this platform, you have to do this. This is one of the criteria you have to meet. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't, that seems too much because yeah. I think all of them are much more laissez-faire about it. Can get someone it? on the phone? I want to, I want to give them a pitch, you know? I don't know who, who you got. I don't want to do it right now. Okay. But like, just I was get, just going to call Gary Witta. It wasn't oh, really going to be helpful. Great. I was just, that's <laughs> I, if We need something. That's what we'll do. You know what I mean? We'll get out that one. Number three on Twitch the rubber Superstar report. Gary Witta. Twitch superstar Gary Witta. Number three. Is Nintendo behind on their online? This is also Matt Perslow at IGN. Mario creator and Nintendo veteran Shigeru Miyamoto has contested the idea that Nintendo has fallen behind on technology such as online network services and virtual reality. What mushrooms are you on? During a question and answer session as part of Nintendo's, Nintendo's annual general meeting of shareholders, Nintendo was asked about the impression that it has been a little slow to join global trends such as cloud computing, mobile, and VR. Quote, we have not fallen behind with either VR or network services, Miyamoto responded. We worked on them from the very beginning and have been experimenting with them in a variety of ways. In that time, we have objectively evaluated whether they actually allow our consumers to have an enjoyable play experience and whether we can operate 
them at an appropriate cost. He continued, because we don't publicize this until we release a product, it may look like we're falling behind, end quote. Look, here's the thing. Oh, God, here we go. Are Nintendo falling behind with online services? There's not even a question. The answer is yes. It is like they it is prehistoric. The Mario Kart 8 servers, Super Smash Brothers servers, Splatoon 2. It's like, are you kidding me? Why yeah. Why is this as bad as it is? Having said that, are they falling? Like the actual question, uh, is Nintendo behind on online services? According to Miyamoto, maybe not because it's making a lot of money for them. It's not costing them that much money and they have a shit ton of users yeah right yeah. like those last year we looked they had released how many users are using nintendo online or, or paying for nintendo online and it was up there with the playstations and xboxes of the world so it's like from his point of view he's like oh wait, now we're not falling behind from any gamer's point of view it's like can you freaking please fix this like it just makes the games nintendo has always been kind of in well not always i would say at least since gamecube been in like the other category sure they march especially their- since the wii Right. Their whole thing has been marching to their own drum. Like, right? Like, that's the thing is Xbox and PlayStation, and I mean, even Steam, obviously, but continue to make this easier and easier and easier to do. They've always been obtuse about it. Mm-hmm. And their argument is for kids or this or, you know, weird fallbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even in the games like Super Smash Brothers, why did it take till Ultimate for their menu system to make any damn sense? There's just like a way that they think about things that is from the eyes of a child. You know, that makes sense to a lot of young kids. And then when you're old, you look at it, you're like, this is a ridiculous mess. Sure. You know, and I feel like even with our online stuff, a lot of the things are very weird and obtuse because of that. Like they design it with just like the wrong mindset in mind. Yeah. I don't know, but it is a problem. Definitely. I think it's just, is it a problem? I think it is. I mean, I think that it is, it is a thing that's going to hold back like hardcore gamers from ever really giving great Nintendo games a real shot. That's fair. Or for constantly just writing things off. Like um, a couple weeks back, we were were doing some show and we're talking about Smash Brothers. Surprise, surprise, I was talking about Smash Brothers. And Barrett was saying like it kind of just fell off. Like everyone just stopped playing. It's like, that is not true at all. But it just feels that way because there's not this like online community that is like being talked about in the same way that Apex Legends or whatever sure. is because those online things work. Whereas the Smash Brothers is more like there are communities that play Smash Brothers. The online happens to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like I've, Smash is going so strong. Smash Ultimate is destroying right now. My other question for that, and this is just my own, you know, uh, naivete and not keeping up with it. What's going on with Nintendo streaming still complicated, right? In terms of the creator program stuff. Are people streaming Smash a lot? I don't, no. I don't, okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash is one of the top stream games constantly. Mm. It's, there's a huge community. I'm not like Gary Wood. I don't use yeah, Twitch that much. Exactly. I there's a huge community of pro Smash players. I like, I would argue that besides the big couple ones where there's the, you know, kind Fortnite of the League of Legends whatever, yeah. and Dota's and the Fortnite's and uh, Apex's or whatever Apex of the moment is. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's Smash. Smash is a consistent thing where these pro players are playing and doing tutorials with people or um, just, like, playing fun matches or doing gimmicky stuff. It's, like, they're huge. Um, like but again, Zero's you're talking about example. pro players. Like, uh, is... Is it something like, do you see people Pro? like normal, like there's a snow like Mike or somebody of that caliber pop on and play no, Smash? No, but, but that's the thing. I feel that um, Smash has like a unique community of, of streamers where the pros, the pros make more money and their job, I would argue, is more streaming than it is competitions. Okay. The competitions are kind of just like the bragging rights and like a paycheck, but they, they need to stream. Day. They have the sta- same issues that streamers do when sure. it's like oh going to a competition they have to decide is it worth it because i'm losing x amount of subscribers and viewers leaving this right right so right. it's like i would argue like they're more streamers than they are 
competitive pro players in a lot of senses. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because I do feel like I, it's not, I, I'm not silly enough to say that Smash fell off a cliff or whatever. I just feel like it fell off a cliff in terms of what you're talking about of public mind share of if I'm not in the play, if I'm not watching pro players, if I'm not part of the Smash community, I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, as somebody who's like not a part of PUBG or Fortnite or Dota or Elite, like, I still see that stuff. I still see it everywhere. I feel, I still feel like that's. A driving force on the internet that's breaking through its barriers to get to new audiences and for me to at least know what's going on and see golden boy commentating over something over there yeah yeah, yeah. that's again i think it goes back to nintendo's online if it was just better i feel like it would just open another door sure you know yeah, I mean, well, how that's many the doors thing is, like, that door open for me somebody who you know you know I, what this month at least has been playing my switch every day what you know for um uh moonlighter and then before that uh dandy dungeon and stuff I love playing that Switch. For me, the Switch is such a different experience than PlayStation, right? Of Once I whittled down my PlayStation friends list, whenever we pop on and Jen's like, oh, I'm going to go do something before we watch a movie, I pop over to the friends list. What's everybody playing? What's going on? You know what I mean? I see I see the uh, the outside world touching it, right? Whereas with my Switch, it's such a solitary experience where I'll leave an airplane mode for days at a time and then be like, oh, shoot. Turn it on and then, bink, oh, Cisco's on. But I don't go into the menus to see what he's doing yeah. and what he's going. Like even when I went into Dandy Dungeons leaderboards, I was like, "Oh yeah, fuck!" There's Pear. Pear's playing this game. Neat. I mean, I think that's the thing is that you know you are trained over a decade of PlayStation having a, sure. a integrated, um, at the very least, good online, ex- always online experience, sure. right? Where it's just yeah, that yeah. always online was such a like taboo, bad thing that nobody wanted until it just kind of like crushed through and happened the way that it did. People don't want always online where their games have to be verified and checked and whatever. Like They don't mind always online of like, oh, what's my friend doing? But, they don't but think here, about we're that. at a point now where it's like, cool, we're just living in a world in the same way we were talking earlier about the, the ping system should just be universal. It's like, cool, this, there's features that should just be universal that are there that have proven to work. And Switch doesn't have those things and you're not trained that way. So even if it does have them, you don't really think about it because you're not constantly sure uh checking online and i think there is a big difference too where you play switch handheld most of the time so yeah. you don't constantly have 100 always online connection well I, but for the most part i do outside of airplanes you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i feel like at home when i'm playing there and i'll pop it on the dock at home and play uh Moolighter there so i mean like again i'm not arguing. Again, but i'm saying you're, i don't think your mind's thinking like i'm connected to the internet with this 100 on the, the plane yesterday i did the normal thing of always like what a great handheld. And then I have to be reminded, that's not really handheld. You know what yeah. I mean? Of like, I can't vote for it at handheld awards for game awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wish that they that they would fix this stuff. And I, I don't think that they ever will. You know, I feel like the Switch was such a, a big moment for them to change everything. And they did in so many ways. But then at the end of the day, they still are still Nintendo. Nintendo. They're still, They're still Nintendo, thing. right? Like, I remember a couple months ago, actually, I went back and watched a... Nintendo Switch predictions video that, uh, that I made that was for GameStop. Um, and it's on our channel. It's on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. I don't remember Subscribe what it was now. called. Um, but it was like I wrote uh, a piece that was like, what do we expect to see at that January 5th event? And it's so funny the amount of things that are just totally not not right at all. Yeah. Um, but to see where we're at now, it's like, oh, shit, a lot of things did happen. But it wasn't this fundamental like Nintendo's going to get everything right and become modern. It's more like, oh, shit, they got everything right to be a huge success. And the comeback story of how many years? Like, I don't even know. Like the switch is crazy. Um, but the online will never change. Well, Miyamoto says everything's just fine. And again, from financials, he's right. Yeah. And perception. Do they care? 
if they're yeah. selling the systems, if everything's working, and, and that's my selling, thing is it's like the with games the, aren't built around this with the Nintendo with Nintendo Switch Online. I will always say it is entirely worth it. It is dirt cheap, and it comes with all of those Dude, NES games. As somebody who does not use the NES, uh, what the Nintendo Online, what that is, this what it's called? I forget what it's whatever. Called. You know, what I want the yeah. NES games. When I, the other day when I did turn it on and it was like, oh, new games of that, and it just boom, went boom, 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 boom. I was like, holy fucking shit! Dude, there's hella games. I mean, at this Didn't point, want to play any of them, but holy shit! At this point, is like the entire NES collection. Like, there's very, 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 very few games that are of, of any consequence that are going to show up on that. Yeah. Uh, and I love that the the special versions that they're they're putting on there didn't make sense in the beginning. I was like, what are you doing? And it really is for the people that are like, I'm not going to fucking play these old games. But if you're going to, play the special versions. Yeah. It gets you to the best part of the game with maxed out weapons or whatever just to kind of have fun and experience like the the mother brain boss fight in metroid or whatever and it's like this is a really cool thing that they actually are putting a lot of heart and care into but um the the good news is if they're running on nes games snes man you know at at some point there there will be more but come on nintendo i don't know it'll it'll be interesting online and if it ever matters to a more wide uh, a me a more mainstream nintendo switch player right like oh what uh Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like, I'm super excited, but I'm going to play that locally with you. I'm going to make you it, play it. It's like, you look at you it, like it, it's like if Smash Brothers Ultimate didn't do it, nothing will. Like, yeah. Mario Kart. Animal Crossing, but I mean, that'll be a different thing altogether. That will be different, and I think that that will work to an extent of like, come to my thing, and I get yeah. on the train, and I go over to It'll have to. Joey's you Town, know, the, the, the whole dig up all the trees. The game is the social side of it, so... Don't tell her, but Joey should never let me into her Animal Crossing Town, because I'm going to fuck that shit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm gonna fucking chop down every tree. I mean, I think another big one's Mario Kart Nine. At some point, it's gonna happen, yeah. and I feel like they they will have learned a lot by that. That would be nice if there was a really great online. System it would because yeah, it Mario would. Kart works. Deluxe works Nine in terms work. of online. It won't be good. Number four. Who's to blame for Pez uh, Pro Evolution Soccer getting pulled from PlayStation Plus? This is from Oscar Deus at GameSpot.com. When the PS Plus games lineup for July 2019 was announced, Pez... 2019 was listed as one of the free PlayStation 4 games for the month. However, this was later changed with Detroit Become Human replacing the soccer game at the last minute. Now, Konami has responded to questions about the news by stating it was Sony's decision. Thank you. One point to me, Andrea Renee. Come on, get your head straight. In a short statement, a Konami spokesperson told GameSpot, quote, this decision was made by Sony, and so please make an inquiry to Sony, end quote. (laughs) What a nice statement. In its own statement, Sony admitted it had taken the decision itself, but declined to elaborate. Quote, we've decided to make a change to the PlayStation Plus games lineup this month, and we'll be offering Detroit Become Human Digital Deluxe Edition instead of PES 2019. This was a decision we decided to make as a company, and we apologize for any inconvenience. End quote. European PES brand manager, Leonard Bobson, meanwhile, told GameSpot on the day of the change that it was not planned and had taken Konami by surprise. Quote, I cannot really tell you what happened because I just found out today in the morning when I opened my laptop. I can't really explain. Fucking video games, everybody. I love it. Man. I love it when there's honest quotes. Yeah. Of Konami like, we don't, well, I don't fucking know. Do you know? I guess it's that, yeah, everybody got mad. Andrea, maybe you should listen to Greg. Andrea, that's the second line. They deleted from their statement because it wasn't worth telling. The hell just happened over there? Kevin, Kevin, careful of the walls. Kevin broke the new walls, leaned into them. They slipped. What happened? Kevin, are you okay? They slipped. I'm very excited. We have cool friends. Has new, we have cool walls now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they okay? Yeah, they're fine. Are we using them today? I, yeah, yeah I just moved the, the chair. You see, I moved the very chair. Excited. No, I didn't see that, but I, I trust you. I believe you. See you. The, uh, I hate the other side? 
Not no. this side. The other side. No, I didn't see the other side. Yeah. Why does anyone listen to me? I'm Why listening to you. For one thing, for so long, just get me chroma green on the other side. Nah, the other side's dope. What's what? the other side? Have you seen it? All right, let's keep going. I digress. DJ Brad Chill writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, so what's good, guys? I picked up Detroit Become Human with PlayStation Plus this month, and I suppose PlayStation is giving customers the fancy version with all the extra goodies, including a copy of Heavy Rain. I've consistently heard that it was one of the best exclusives on PS3, so I decided to check it out last night, and let me start off with a big oof. This game starts out hella slow, and you can certainly tell it was a last-gen game. But I can definitely get past the data graphics and goofy voice acting if the story picks up soon enough. Do you guys think I should stick it out and see if the story hooks me, or should I go ahead and move on to Detroit? Tim, what's your experience with either of these games? Did you play Did you play Heavy Rain? Did you play Detroit? I played some of Heavy Rain, and I had a bad experience, so I stopped. Detroit, I ended up getting about halfway through with Gia. Yeah. I was, oh, right, I, yeah, she I, was I fucking loved it. it. But yeah, we just got caught up and, you know... Finding the time where both of us could play because I was I was playing letting her make the decisions. Yeah, yeah. It just we ended up getting sidetracked. But like I loved it and she loved it for yeah. the experience we had. Sorry, when I when you were reading this, I thought he was talking about Detroit starting slow and like looking dated. I'm like, what are you talking ah, about? Ah, no, no, he's talking about no heavy way. rain, which is included with yes, Detroit, the yes. PlayStation Plus okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause well, I don't know what what about you with Heavy Rain? I loved Heavy Rain and I really enjoyed Detroit. Platinum, both of them. Uh Heavy Rain, yeah, I thought was one of the best PlayStation uh three ex- exclusives back in the day. Um it's the normal thing of old games old. So I'm not I'm not I can't talk about what Heavy Rain plays and looks like now with uh this thing. I thought the story of Heavy Rain is really intriguing and a really cool like slow burn of a mystery, right, of what's going on with this uh the origami killer. Origami killer uh, cuz they had terrible uh voice actors. But if it's not hooking you, feel free to move on. I'm I'm never one to make people. Hey, I don't like this. Well, really stick it out. I don't, and I don't remember nowadays when Heavy Rain hooked me. I thought I was hooked pretty much from the beginning. I feel like Detroit addresses every issue they have: the data graphics, goofy voice sure. acting, and it being slow. Detroit, I think, out the gate. I think Detroit like, moves too fast towards the end. Once we hit the middle, mm. the tipping point in the middle, it's like, wow, this uh, Android really uh, is going in a different direction. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. But the the voice acting, I think, is great. The graphics 100%, are incredible, 100%, yeah. and it it moves a lot faster. So I just move on to Detroit, man. Yeah, okay. come human, dude. Just That's what it. he's saying. Yeah, again, loved Heavy Rain, but I can't talk about it with a modern aesthetic to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, Heavy Heavy Rain was one for me when I just wasn't ready for that type of game. Sure. Like I, I heard about it, I was like, oh, one of the best PlayStation exclusives. I'm gonna give it a shot, and I was playing. I was just like. Mm, I don't know about this, but I feel like they've really refined like that oh, yeah. style of like modern adventure game. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, totally. Choose your adventure, adventure story. Yeah, totally, like. yeah. And Detroit's really good at that. I really, really dug, of course, uh, Detroit's uh, what I don't even want to call it, line graphs of like seeing what, what choice I made and took where. me up there. So if I would have done something down here, it would have gone mm-hmm. that way. Detroit's a great game, yeah. And if you just want to get into it, go for it. I'm not going to hold you back. DJ Brad Trill. Number five on the Roper Report, Guardian Con brought in $4 million. For this year's event, famous gamers and content creators such as Co Carnage, uh, Tfue. Oh, man. I do not know. <laughs> I do not Tifu. know famous people. And What's Good Games participated with Dr. Lupo acting as the anchor. These well-known streamers leveraged their platforms by participating in live stream broadcasts and asking fans to donate to St. Jude. Through events like Guardian Con, the gaming community has raised over $17 million to support the life-saving mission of St. Jude, Finding Cures, Saving Children. Bungie, a video game studio, brought in $400,000 during its its four-hour stream. Dr. Lupo's four-hour stream brought in more than $920,000, the most any streamer has raised for the event. 
Ben, Dr. Lupo Lupo, has supported St. Jude in a number of ways. He attended the St. Jude Play Live Summit last April, where he was able to experience the St. Jude mission firsthand with his wife and fellow creator, Mrs. Dr. Lupo. In addition, uh, he also created his own 24-hour live stream, hashtag build against cancer, that allowed him to raise over $1 million for St. Jude in 2018. Quote, Guardian Con and its creators continue to build on their history of or on their history of giving back through their partnership and dedication to the mission of St. Jude, said Richard uh, Shadiak, Jr., president of C- and CEO of ALSAC, the fundraising and awareness organization of St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. The gaming community is transforming the landscape of charitable giving and demonstrating what a significant impact gaming can make. We have learned so much from their innovation and creativity, and we sincerely thank them for the outpouring of generosity they have shown towards the children of St. Jude. Weird they didn't mention Fran in this. Yeah, it is. Because, of course, Fran bailed early last week to go to Guardian Con. Mm -hmm. Fran not coming back this week because he's spending more time in Florida. But Fran can't even get name dropped in the press release. Mm. Almost like Fran did nothing for Guardian Con. Wow. Wow. Who wow. would have thunk it? You know what I mean? Wow. Nothing for those kids. But shout out to everybody uh, supporting Guardian Con and St. Jude. It's a great organization, a great event. Uh, we'd love to be part of it. We almost were this year, but as usual, we are very busy and there were conflicts and we could not. RTX. But one of these days. We raised money not, for kids, was, though. It, no, it was not even RTX. I was supposed to stream the day Andrea streamed and I got I was booked on something or something happened and I got moved around. Mm. Great we, people. We made money for kids at RTX though. We sure did. Extra, extra life. life. But I don't want to we don't need to promote extra life right now because that's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate wow. like say what was coming to the mom and grop shops where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today fast food restaurant simulator PlayStation VR game I'm Hungry. Kevin, I want a trailer for I'm Hungry, please, because that's a PlayStation VR game I can get behind. Uh, Square Norm on PC, Detonation on P or Detonation on PC, Life Ed on PC, Arcade Simulator on PC and Mac, Cooking Trip back on the road on PC. Kevin is throwing up right now. I'm Hungry, the PlayStation VR uh, fast food simulator. Let's see what's going on here. Just jump me to the center here. One of my is it is it like the one we played, Kev, where I make the burgers and you deliver the burger? Oh no, it's, uh, we're throwing fries in people's faces. We're smashing, smash. Wow, that is a that was a font choice. It's a font choice. I'm hungry. Announced trailer PSVR. Uh, all right, it's not selling. Uh, new dates for you. Uh, Subdivision Infinity DX is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on August 8th, 2019. And Taste of Power is leaving early access on. August 27th. Exciting stuff. Time for reader mail. But first, let me tell you about our sponsor, Hymns. You've heard us talking about Hymns and how they're helping guys look their best. And if you haven't yet, it's time to see what they're all about. Of course, 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And once you start to notice, it can be too late. So keep the hair you got. With 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and more for men. Thanks to baldness, or sorry, thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat their hair loss. Hims was created by a guy who knew something from, who knows some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or pharmacy lines. Hims connects you with real doctors online, which can save you hours, completely confidential and discreet. Uh, answer a few quick questions and a doctor will review it. And if they determine it is right for you, they can prescribe you medication to treat hair loss that is shipped directly to your door. Just like Nick and Andy do. They noticed their hair was thinning. They reached out to 4 and now they get gummies 
All to the get time. them gummies, dude. Sweet, it sweet rains gums. gummies in here to keep their hair. Uh, you can order now. My listeners can get started with Hims Complete Hair Kit for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last and subject to a doctor's approval. See the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or a pharmacy somewhere else. Go to 4 slash games daily. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash games daily. 4 slash games daily daily. Where do I want to start with you, Tim? You I don't know, know man. Give me, give me some of that good shit. I'm going to start you with a 2038 Pokemon CEO oh, my question. man, Nicholas. Of course, if you want to be part of the show, patreon.com slash games, just like Nicholas did. When you, Tim, yes. talk about review scores and Kind of Funny, you talk about needing to create an ethics policy before Kind of Funny would ever give out scores. What does this entail? How different would Kind of Funny be with an official ethics policy? Of course, we've talked about this before a lot, right? That we review games very... Laissez-faire. Mm-hmm. It's what our opinions are and what we've been playing based on how much we played. And some, do you have to beat the game? Do you have to? We put review in the headline. We never even really say, "Here's my review." Usually during stuff, unless we're like trying to make a point. Uh, and that's Gamescast. We've said before, like eh, it would help our business out a lot if we put scores on it. If we if we were on Metacritic, if we did all that stuff. But you've always said that would drastically change who we are and what we do and how we do it. What? Yeah, this is something you've come up before. We would need a review policy. We would need. Uh, we already have ethics, but we would need a review policy that I think more than ethics policy. Yeah, it's more like just rules and like guidelines uh, of uh, what the review would entail, what each number means, what the scale is, and like how a eight differs from an eight point five. If that were to be the thing, like sure. we would need that to be very clear because all of a sudden there's a lot more weight there than right. just us giving our. Yeah, I liked it. Like, yeah, because it's we always talk about you know people at IGN will give a game a eight point five, and then you read the whole review, and it's like the no one reads the review; they just see the score, and they're like ah, up and up in arms or whatever. But it's like really, you need to read the review to get it. I feel like our content is just the words and not the number, right? So it's like people can't complain about uh, the score because there is no score, right? Uh-huh. They're forced to either hear what we're saying or. Listen or to the first. just read the headline and get mad. Because exactly. that's what they or usually do. They People, they'll they, always find a way. They'll always find a way. And if there's a way to shortcut to just being a dick in the comments, they'll, they're going to do it. it. They're going to do it. But um, I feel like if we were to put a score on, that would put us in a different category and what we do in a different... Like, that's just something we don't do currently, right? Sure. I think it would. what it would fundamentally change is the way we approach. Yes. The, I, it's, I talked about it with Days Gone, mm-hmm. where I'd seen the, the comments on uh, the subreddit and the comments on Gamescast. They're just like... Man, Greg doesn't review like he used to. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He, he's saying things, and it, because it was outside of something like God of War, or like Spider Man, or like tentpole games. When am I really sitting down to be like, I'm going to give you a review where I'm going to dot all my eyes, cross all my T's? Instead, it's like I played uh, 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 the dungeon game I was just talking about. Yamados, no, not no, uh, Dandy Dungeon. Oh, over my trip to Quebec, right? Here's what I think of it, and uh, that's my review for that game, right? I'm not going to double back and bore you again. So with funny, that. you said Dandy Dungeon yeah. earlier. I thought you said D and D Dungeon. No, my apologies, that, Dandy. That would dandy, Brave yeah, Yamada story. It's very good. Uh, put, well, okay. I don't know if you play it, but it's yeah. fun. Cool. Anyway, so like that's different than when I was when I was like for days gone. I'm going to sit here and I'm gonna, I don't like this game, and I'm going to go all the way through it and beat it and. Have be ready to be ironclad about what I think of this game and why I like it or don't exactly. like it. Exactly. If we were to do reviews with numbered scores and stuff, I would want members of our team to be dedicated to reviewing those games and those reviews would be taken seriously in a way that our Gamescast conversations shouldn't be necessary. That is just us given our experiences with sure. the games. Uh, and those people could be us in certain ways, but we would have to like follow a different set of guidelines to, to what we get but in my mind if we were to ever do this it would literally be 
a editorial team. Sure. That's part of kind of funny games. Sure. You know, they yeah. could then contribute on the other shows, but their job is to review games. How much the Easy Allies was cost? Can we just buy them? I don't know, like $25. Oh, man. I don't, <laughs> we can get them on Patreon right now, then. Uh, where do I want to go next? Here, we're going to go to Borzen, double zero, who writes in and says, Good morning, KFGD hosts. I have noticed in the past few years that there have been more and more stories about game studios and developers hiring specific positions for their new games. This then spins the rumor mills more and more about what kind of game and some of the game features could be. But that brings me to ask, are these stories just to make stories and clicks and in the end have little to do with the actual game? I know the hiring process can tell some things, but I feel saying that game, I feel saying a game might have X feature is just crazy talk. Am I alone in feeling these things in feeling these things or is there some other reason to bring these stories to the front page? I mean, I don't have too many specific examples, but I would argue that they are actual stories because in the past couple years we've seen when things are hired, that is what the game is. Sure. Uh, I think with a uh, monolith soft, for example, with a uh, um, Xenoblade and all of that, um, the, the level that they upped their kind of open world, experts like yeah, yeah. and then you see what xenoblade chronicles 2 looked like like that makes a lot of sense breath of the wild similarly um had uh, a lot of focus on the the open world side of things and you you see what that game ended up looking like right yeah um but i just feel like often that that's that's the case when we see people like big like narrative designers being hired it's like yeah that game is going to probably feature stellar voice acting and oh, you know, a, fo- uh, a focus on story exactly. right that maybe wasn't there before yeah it's a it's column A, column B, Borzen. I, I don't think it's just to generate clicks or whatever, but it is to cover the industry and what do we do on this show every day? What do we do every time we read one of these Pontificate. things? Exactly. Well, oh, they, they're doing this, so what if that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like, there's this copyright that's been filed. What do you think that means? This URL has been registered. What do you think that means? Like, it's the same thing here of looking into studios you... Or not, I mean, maybe not, but for the most part, studios you love and respect or you know you think are really awesome and you want to mm-hmm. know what they're up to next and you want to worry about it. Same thing with like a leaked set picture for a movie, right? Or somebody being attached to direct and what that might mean for what that movie would then be. Yeah. I think sometimes, yeah, they're nothing. I think oftentimes, too, it is... I, I you're, we're just like ah, oh, well, what are some examples? And I'm trying to... Go- I can't Google it. It's hard it. to... And it's, I think it's like... I think it's more of a... Uh, it's what... Video game uh, journalism, enthusiast press, whatever you want to call it, is of, oh, that's interesting while you sip your coffee and then you move on. Yeah. And like, oh, yeah, maybe Gorilla's working on X, Y, and Z. You know, oh, they're hiring more online people, so I guess then the next game could be online. Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of examples of this not working out. Like, there was that one guy that uh, was at Bandai Namco, and there was all the Switch stuff that was, like, working on Ridge Racer and Metroid Prime. And I don't know if you remember this, but, like, that ended up not being the case. What, I, don't, I don't remember that now. There was like one one dude that was on LinkedIn that like had this whole like like the job listings of what he had been working on and it was like a, a Ridge Racer on Switch. Uh, this is before Switch was, I think it was before Switch was actually out. Um, and then Metroid Prime Four was doing level design or some shit for that. And yeah, whatever, yeah. And it ended up not being true because Bandai Namco is not working on Prime. Retro is or are unless they? they were. You don't know. And you we don't just know don't know. But I don't think they were. I think that was just Nintendo. So. Mm, we have two questions from BJ Bernardo okay. that we could end on here. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I want one of them, not both of them. Do you want to talk about Netflix series and Splinter Cells? Do you want to talk about EA shifting their uh, uh, public persona? 
That sounds more interesting. Yeah. Let's see that one. BJ Bernardo says, hey, y'all, I've been reading articles on the EA Originals program and EA wanting to change the perception that they are evil. What can EA do to change their perception? Well, I'm sure it's possible. Is it something that will take years to change? 1000% it will take years to change, uh, BJ. The main thing they'd have to do is shut the fuck up and, uh, you know, actions talk, make them down. Yeah, exactly. Your actions speak louder than your words. Coming out and saying that loot boxes aren't loot boxes, they're surprise mechanics. Get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck thought that was going to be a good idea that wouldn't blow up in your face and make you look even more disconnected yeah. from the conversation that's happening rather than be like, listen, yes, we've put loot boxes in our game and that was a bad idea. We didn't or we didn't execute it correctly. And here's how we're going to They, You know what you do right now? You shut up. I this is what they were trying to do with EA Play. You shut up. You let your game speak for yourself. So you don't put your execs out there. You don't put suits out there. You don't put out anybody who's going to come out and think, you know, it's a great idea. Surprise mechanics. Yeah. Say that fucking garbage. You God. shut the fuck up. You come out and you nail Star Wars. If you come out and you nail uh, Jedi Fallen Order, if that game's awesome and everybody's like, this is a fucking rad game and Respawn gets to go and do interviews and be like, EA was great to work with and they didn't do anything and they let the devs speak first. They let Vince come out and talk about whatever uh, the next season of Apex is going to be. They let uh, their uh, Medal, uh, not Medal of Honor. Jesus Christ, I'm tired. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long weekend. Okay. What's the game? Battlef- Battlefield. 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 Thank you. Come out and this is what we're doing and they, they just sit there and they're like, we're going to, con- guess what? We've tried it the other way. We've tried it the other way of having Peter Moore come out and be like, guess what, everybody? We have enough money that we can make take a chance on Yarny. Players first. Nobody believed it. And even if they made strides in that way, we fucked it up. So instead of letting any of our executives come off the front porch and step on the rake, we're going to let them all stay in the house and we'll let the devs speak. Mm -hmm. And we've tried for as long as kind of funny has been kind of funny. 2015. We've had that was the Peter Moore where he came on and talked to us about this shit. They couldn't fucking do it in four years. So let it be four years of devs speaking, games speaking, awesome games coming out that aren't nickel and diming people that aren't fucking people over that aren't doing anything wrong. Let the devs handle the fucking games. Yeah. That's how you fix this. Absolutely. I mean, here's the thing. Activision doesn't have a press conference at E3. It hasn't for years, if it ever even did, technically. I remember Activision do like a party where they would like throw The Staples shows. Center where Rihanna yeah. came out and played and Tony Hawk did a Eminem was there yeah. and like crazy yeah. shit like that. But it's like that. that was always more like a like public glorified like super commercial. Not sure. that all yeah, yeah, yeah. press conferences aren't of commercials, course. but it definitely I feel it was like there wasn't announcements being made. It was kind of just here's the trailers you've already seen with like Blink-182 <laughs> playing music, you know. Yeah. Um, but I feel like them not having a conference like says a lot. That's just the type of publisher that they are. They have their games. They're going to come out. There's going to be the Call of Duties. There's going to be the the like Crash Team Racings, right? The, cool. They're going to come out there. EA is very similar to that, yet they insist on having press conferences. They insist on being more um, public-facing. And I feel like that is bad when every conference that they have, people are just going to be asking for Skate 4. People are just going to be asking for a good Star Wars game, right? Yeah. And I think that if they were to just back off, let a couple games speak for themselves and show like, oh, they still got it. Like they, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, hopefully, hopefully is great. It's like, okay, don't have a press conference till you can come out with more Yarnies unraveled, you know, with sure. more uh, way outs. Like until you have more of that and more like good Star Wars games and more uh, Skate 4 style things, like maybe ha- get some new teams, you know, get something new and fresh because or else it's just going to end up being uh, sports games, mobile games, and um, what am I missing here? Sims. Like S- Sims. Yeah. Great. Battlefield. Cool. 
We know. Yeah, we know all these IP. We know exactly. That stuff is not going to fix public perception and then be evil. And that's the thing. It's show, don't tell. It's the mm. definition of show, don't tell. Stop telling us you're trying to do these things. Like the article he's referencing, right, was the how EA is making sure. Oh, that's a different one. Sorry. Uh, EA struggles with the perception that they're just a bunch of bad guys, which was a games industry up biz thing I had seen last week but didn't bother putting in. Because again, it's some suit being like, I don't understand why people were, were bad. Like, oh my fucking, really? Yeah, no. Really? Until- and I don't want to hear a suit that is just uh, some CEO, so CFO, but whatever the fuck his title is in front of them doing this like just show don't tell yeah just let the let the game speak for themselves for a while and it's crazy because look at ubisoft they do this right ubisoft you could have the same kind of quote-unquote criticism of like oh they always have their just dance they always have they're gonna have this they're gonna have this we know that but in between they have a lot of surprises and a lot of announcements and a lot of unique cool things and different opportunities they're doing it's like yeah just just do that yeah (laughs) it'll change everything yeah but you just got to sit there and take the lumps which you're, you're already taking like we've already seen the current strategy doesn't work. Yeah. So just chill out. Back off. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what. Tim, mm. it's time to squad up. Please. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Give me your name, username, platform choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. And everybody plays games together. Today, Keylock, a.k.a. Your fighting game connoisseur, a.k.a. Mikey Phillips, needs help My on man. PlayStation 4. Uh, his PSN name is Keylock. Yes, lock with an E at the end. MVP, all one word, and he also put a period there. I'm not sure if you can put a period in a PSN address, so it might just be he put a period there. Key lock, MVP, period is what he's written. Could be with the period, could be without. Key lock, MVP writes in and says, okay, so this isn't much of a squad up other than an outright challenge. Kevin A-C-E-X. That's Kevin A-C-E-X. You dodged me. In Mortal Kombat 11 at RTX Austin 2019. You said you're working so hard your hand hurt. I call shenanigans. So say, oh man, we have to go to a panel. Uh Uh-huh. It's on, Kevin. No more dodging, no more running. You and me in Mortal Kombat 11. Let's do this. Hell yeah. Kevin Ace X. Are you gamer enough to take on Keylock MVP, possibly with a period? Let him know and then let us know who won. I I don't know what's going on, but I enjoy you guys calling each other out. Tim, yeah. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com uh, slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com podcast services later. Lord of Pwn says not all games have subtitles. The Spyro, tr- re- Spyro Reignited Trilogy didn't include subtitles at launch. They've since been added, but it took a long time. Yeah, that was a big hullabaloo. Uh, Seanosaurus Rex says Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate came to the Wii U, Xbox 360, and PS3 in a deluxe edition in April 2014. Thank you very much. I forgot all about that. BG2580 says you can remap controllers in CTR and any game via the Xbox accessories app. I know you're playing on Switch. And that's fucking awesome. It sucks for me playing the game on both PlayStation and Switch. Yeah, yeah. But it does, it's interesting that, again, Xbox yeah, has it. From a system level. Right? Like, that is awesome. And that's awesome. probably the easiest way, right? Of yeah. How you can fuck it up and fix it. Uh, but it should be easier than that, I would think, too. Uh, Lord of Pwn points out Assassin's Creed Odyssey's final chapter of paid content. The Fate of Atlantis. Judgment of Atlantis. We released Tuesday, July 16th. Um, Tommy Boy has a reminder for you. Slash deal of the day. Today is the last day to get Borderlands 2, Commander Lilith, fight and the fight and the fight for Saint time, whatever. The DLC that they announced at E3, it becomes $15 tomorrow if you want that Borderlands 2 DLC for free. That rolls over into Borderlands 3. Um, and Lord of Pwn says PlayStation does have button map- mapping at a system level. It's very good news for me. So again, but again, th- that changes everything, right? 
Yeah. That's not like you can just do it for a game by game basis, which I don't like 100%, but it's yeah. better than it's nothing. It's better than nothing. And again, now fuck. Better than someone nothing. please, can you wrong power Nintendo Switch to have that as well? <laughs> Cuz that would be awesome. Dig into a system to figure <laughs> out. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's it's Monday, so let's run through your host for the rest of the week. Tomorrow, and I haven't talked about this, Tim and Gary. Ooh. Can you do that? Can you handle yeah, that? Of course. Cool. Uh if you didn't know, Fran's gone. Andrea's going to an event that I want to go to. Joey's coming with me to that event. Andy's gone. Like, the bench is not that deep right now. So, Tim and Gary. Uh, Wednesday, me and Gary. Thursday, me and Andrea. Friday, me and Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, July 6, 2019. We love and respect you. Thank you for watching this. I'm taking love and respect from Easy Allies, apparently, today, because that's the second time I've said it. $25. Sorry, Brandon Jones. You were asleep at the wheel because you had to go have a baby. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I had a baby. Uh, my remember, you can watch the show live, twitch.tv slash games, where we're about to just do a new episode of We Have Cool Friends with Critical Roles, Brian W. Foster. You can catch it later, uh, Kind of Funny Games, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, we Have Cool Friends, youtube.com slash kindoffunny. Uh, podcast services around the globe, all that jazz. Spotify eventually for the other show. Spotify's on this one. No matter where you get the content, consider going to one of our Patreons, supporting us there. Tell your friends about it. Like, subscribe, share, leave reviews. You know how we do it. You know how we do. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.